0: Hey everyone, it's Adrian Pinozo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast, helping you get more to life so you can start living your dreams through the power of real estate investing. Our guest today is one of uh, a a friend of mine that I've had the pleasure of getting to know a little bit over uh, the last little while, but he's Cody Yeh. Uh, Cody is a YouTuber specializing in personal finance, stock options, and real estate investing, who helps every day people gain back financial control and reach freedom in less than one year time. Incredible. With nearly 14,000 subscribers and 330k total views, Cody A has to date. Probably a little bit more now, since we pulled those stats, but Cody started out as a first- Generation immigrant from Taiwan arriving in Canada at the age of 18 on a student visa. He has now built a business that generates five figure monthly returns through his investments and stock investing for beginners' community. We're here and we're happy to have Cody on our podcast. Cody, welcome to the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast.
1: Yeah, Thanks for having me, Adrian. Um, Thanks for reading out the entire bio. I'm definitely not used to that, but uh, there's nothing wrong with that, and it's great to be here.
0: Awesome. Cody, I know that's not a backdrop. You're really in some kind of paradise right now. Uh, Where are you? Yeah, so I'm actually
1: in Belize. We just flew in yesterday. There's another uh, real estate mastermind. Um, For people who are listening, I'm actually... Switching my cameras around so people can actually see it. It's not a backdrop. Um, so, we're here for Real Estate Mastermind. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're a great group of Canadians down here making a difference, buying up lands and developing for them. Police is, um, um, I would say, between undeveloped to developing country. but there's a lot of opportunity here as well in terms of like tourism. The number one is tourism, second one is fishing, but tourism has been blowing out of water just because they have the second biggest core or reef system, just second to the Australian one. So a lot of people come here for tourism. And I'm just down here, you know, I've been on another island called Carousel last November. And I just want to see different side of things and how does the numbers work? Does it make sense? So and what's a better way to learn than learning from people who's already doing it? How long are you guys for? Now we're going to be here for seven days. Uh, we're going to have a three days intense mastermind. Um, some of that's going to be on, on a boat. Um, yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, the rest is, you know, a lot of the details will be in the exploration outside of the mastermind as well. That's where you actually see the local lifestyle and, you know, the tours where they're coming from and all that good stuff. Yeah, I love those stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get into it. Cody, I have some, some pretty general questions just to give the audience a taste of what you're bringing to the table and obviously your success um tell us more i guess introduction and tell us more about your journey and how you started where you came from and to where bring us from the start right to where we are
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i think um i could definitely do that i'll say before the age of 18 nothing to be wor- uh, worthy to mention about because i came to canada at the age of 18 and before that you no, know, i was a typical Asian guy, I can say this because I'm an Asian guy, Asian guy, good at math, go to school, go with sports. So I have a good life, but I wasn't very responsible for a lot of things, right? So once I came to Canada with a student visa, that's when everything got real for me. Um, I have to make a lot of decisions, uh, picking which majors to go into. So at that time, I pick a major that I thought I was going to be good at because I don't want to write reports. So I pick engineering. I thought I was good at math as well. Turns out pretty well um, but then uh, during the school time I realized hey I could be a decent engineer but if I look at who actually reached financial freedom or, or who has a lot of wealth has a lifestyle I want they're actually not all an engineer and most of them are in business and finance so that's where I piqued my interest that's where I have the business minor of you know accounting corporate finance and all those stuff and that's when I start investing in stocks just boring stocks from it the- Right. And after graduation, yeah. I worked for Honda, the car company, the car manufacturer for six years as a project manager. The span of six years, I managed over a hundred million dollar projects altogether, right from cradle to crave I see and supervise it. So that's where I got all those background of dealing with contractors, tendering, and all that, uh, you know, like know how they play the game. Right. So that helps a lot right. for real estate investing. Right. And in the meantime, I was doing, a, I met my day trading coach at that time uh, when I was 26. She was 24, but she was managing uh, $50 million already at age 24. Um, wow. A friend, a friend. She has no social media, no YouTube, very, very low key people, uh, person. And I learned from her. I was doing that for two years as a second job on top of my. Um, um, you know, my, my full-time job was pulling a lot of overtime. Uh, so I spent five to six hours per night trading in the Asia market because of the time difference. Right. So that's where I gained all the fundamentals of what day trading is, what trading is like. Is that something that I like? So after that, you know, in the meantime, I was comparing with, you know, this option strategy that I'm teaching now and to see which one can generate more return or reasonable return with a lot less stress. Right. So this, this is why I switch over to my current option strategy. And, you know, that's when I, you know, in the meantime, I started real estate investing. accumulate, you know, a lot of my wealth through that. And I put a lot of the refi money with appreciation money into my trading account that splits out, you know, all the cash flow, And, and, and yeah, that's really what I got, got me here. And now I have hundreds of students. Most of them real estate investors want a, another stream of income, just went on top of that. And they spend, you know less than 30 minutes per week really in my mastermind so they love it and you know there's ups and downs like, like people see in the stock market uh but it's something that could be a lot more hands-off you know compared to real estate i love real estate don't get me wrong we still have projects going on but it's just totally different right we want to diversify our stream of income
0: right and you know i'd be completely straight up with you it's something i've personally teeter-tottered um and getting involved in with the trading options and whatnot. But I'm one of those guys that literally knows zero about the stock market. I know a lot about real estate and, you know, how to conduct great analysis on properties and, and burrs and infinite return on, uh, on creating infinite return on burr projects, but stock trading and option training and whatnot, or, or, training in itself I got zero experience so if I how like you said you mentioned there a second ago you have over 200 students
1: so yeah, how students, does
0: yeah. that look as far how does that look as far as your training goes like um and, and I don't want to get too deep into it because obviously you can do that when people reach out to you and and, and ask you some more details okay. about it but how how Let's say a guy like me that knows new stock trading, and how long do you think it would take me to get the speed to kind of know a little bit what I'm doing? Yeah, that's
1: a very valid question. And uh, most people come into the mastermind the same level as you, right? Some of them might have some some experience of uh, you know having a financial advisor trade for them, or maybe they put in some money at ETF or index funds where they buy some individual stocks and most people come with zero experience, right? So that's a very valid question. And usually I'll say it takes about, depending on their background, it takes about, you know, two weeks to three months. That's the longest I've seen. I've alumnized our musicians. And that's how I know I, I can teach everyone. Right. And I've worked over the years to perfect the system. I run live course 10 times and reiterate it. To the point where i work all the kinks for right? all the questions been asked has been asked before everything is recorded so my coaches will point to hey if this question goes to this webinar this timestamp all my webinars are timestamp right so they don't have to waste time to go directly to it a lot of times I share my screens and do that so i know that's a lot of people's fear is like oh we have no experience coming this is scary right and i'll say it's very similar to to uh, you know kind of buying off-market deals And then, you know, and then rent to own it afterwards. So this is how I explain it to to the real estate investors. Like buying off market deals, rent to own afterwards, rent to own out afterwards. And
0: you you create cash flow on both side of things. You you broke up there. I guess maybe the, the Wi-Fi isn't the greatest there. But you mentioned, you said somewhere between, anywhere between, Two to three weeks to two months before, depending yes. on their level of comfort, is typically yep. the time span where you think your training will get them to a level that. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, um, that's typically the time span. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're now the owner of Mr. REI Real Estate Investing, an investment firm in the Great Toronto area, Simcoe County. How has mr rei grown since starting it in 2019 and where is it today
1: yeah so that's a great
0: question so um <laughs> mr
1: rei is actually my license plate my i have two cars one of them is yay the other one is mr rei so i write that license plate again i that's actually uh my my active corp to do a lot of like different off-market deals a bit of wholesaling flipping and then you know, some other, you know, holding of real estate. So, you right. know, I started with my single family in Toronto, 2016, another single family, 2017, legal duplexes in 2019. And now we're building, you know, we buy big lots and we put, I think I'll probably be <laughs> the first one to put in, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. I'll be one of the first one to put in um, an ADU in the back of a legal duplex in the east side of Toronto. I, I believe I'll be the first one. Don't quote me on it. We're working oh, out wow. that, work out the kinks. Um, and, you know, that has grown from that. And, and you know, it's just some teasers that for people can't announce too much of the details, but this year, we're going to launch a real estate fund. Um, and uh, we're going to focus on yeah. like bigger multifamilies because, you know, I'll be partnering with four other partners and they have raised... 50 to hundred million over the past two years, just, you know, just building up their development and multifamily. And we, we would like to help more people who, you know, for for people who want to do it themselves, they can do it themselves. But if people who are really busy, who needs help kind of like, you know, who are you helping? If they need mm-hmm. more of that and they like our, our, our strategy and all that, then you know, we, we would like to help them out as well.
0: Nice. Nice. So definitely, Correct me if I'm wrong. You said raising in the last couple of years, fifty to a hundred million. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Not me personally, but I always find the team that each bring different value to the table. So I know what I bring to the table, and other partners have raised a lot of money, do a lot of development deals, and specialize in multifamily. So we pick one strategy that we've done the best, kind of like your Hamilton fourplex. That's your bread and butter. We have our own bread and butter that we identify, like the lowest risk we know we can deliver for our first fund. So we want to deliver that to the track record and go from there. And we can get we can pivot from there. But that's the first one. We want to show a really good track record
0: in terms of the funds. right? Exactly. Yeah. So. And you're going to focus the fund on apartment buildings. Is that safe to say or?
1: Yeah, we'll be to... buying because, you know, we look a couple of things, right? Um, yeah, so the real estate really come back to, you know, a couple, a few things, right? The deal flow um, and serving the right risk and reward uh, 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 clients or partners, right? Um, and then, you know, a few other things. But we have certain deal flows that comes in consistently, you know, for multifamilies in the east side of Canada. Right. east east like eastern conference uh, sorry eastern province and down in the states and the numbers are working out pretty well you know a mm-hmm. lot of people are getting afraid that hey hey cody like we're, we're pushing it in around gta area the number might not make sense it's very thin because of the interest rate and all those compression so you know we're we're seeing better numbers and we have the deal flow so that's what we're going to focus on and to to get the alpha
0: for people Gotcha. Nice. Nice. Um, All right. So for everybody, um, Cody, how old are you now? 31, turning 32. So you got your hands in a bunch of things at 31 years old. What started out as coming over to Canada at the age of 18, making a lot of major decisions, uh, not only in the stock trading options, but in real estate, it's such a young age, you've done incredibly well. Um, so to cover multiple different income streams is obviously everybody knows out there, the more income streams you have coming in, um, obviously it's it's the better, so to speak. Um, but to cover off multiple different income streams, including REI and stock options, Uh, Must be a massive balancing issue, obviously, when you got started and you're no stranger to working hard. How much time do you dedicate in your day-to-day stock education and investing? How much time do you you personally dedicate to that business in your day-to-day or even for your personal life, for yourself? I'm sure you still trade as well. How much time do you spend a day?
1: yeah that's a very great question so you know as you start building different business you know we go through the phase my my first two years it's kind of like a one-man army you do everything right which i kind of like that approach but you get stuck at a certain level and and now we start building team my my stock option team has eight people now we have like operational manager we have coaches we have you know uh, sales people we have a min and and all that and we have like, you know marketing people um but i will say the most of my time because the, the the strategy is evolving like for the last six months you know a lot of people hear that the stock market you know like crash kind of thing right it went down and there's a strategy that we've been working on for the last six months and we have a lot of success again when the market is down we still hit a good, you know, one to four percent per month without picking stocks. Okay, we don't have to go into details on it, but we're basically using it on S&P 500, which is the biggest index, and you know, theoretically, it will never go to zero because um, out of the 500 companies in S&P 500, if they don't do well, they will get ops, They will, they will get. You know, the companies will drop out, and the new ones will go in. So theoretically, if you're bullish on the U.S. market as the overall economy, it will go up. And, and for the last 90 years, it goes up eight to 10%. So that aside, like the strategies continue to evolve and we're trying to create more return and reduce a lot of the risk. And a lot of people don't like the volatility. So that risk, so that strategy is evolving. And now I have, you know, coaching team research team that allow me to stay more high level and, you know, I point a the direction. They do 80% of the work, but I come in the last 20% and see if it makes sense, right? It sounds very easy, but it's actually not. Like, Adrian, you probably build right. a team as well. So right. know, <laughs> it sounds really great glorified, but it's actually a lot of, you know, back and forth, a lot of, you know, improving, going to circles a lot of times, but we're, we're moving forward in circles so i will say say most of my time is spending there it's not about me anymore it's about more about the team are we growing together moving forward and as growing team it sucks all the cash flow right everything seems great but when you scale up every all the cost goes up and stress goes right. up right yes um, but as a leader you, you have to make the long-term right decision if it's a wrong decision you have to make a change right so i'll say that's where i spend most of my time is you know I come up to all these masterminds i learn from people has done it and really learn all the mistakes they, they have done and try to avoid them and if anything i can learn i try to rip it off and see how i can duplicate or modify a bit in my own system so i can save some time and that's the secret how i can grow so fast at a relatively young age i do i don't call myself young anymore after age 30. Um, but I, I'm still relatively young to achieve a lot of things, so that's really my secret. It's just I pay, it. I pay like six figure for for my own business coaching, and I still take other option courses just to if I can learn a thing or two, I can bring it back to my team and my mastermind. It's all worth it, in my opinion. And if I don't, I never stop growing, right? I always have the mentality of continuing to grow and stay humble. I'm, I'm never i have never Always right, but I always try to be you know try to make sure I learn from all my mistakes and other people's mistakes as well that'll be my takeaway
0: <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself actually always learning invest back in you invest back in your business uh, I couldn't agree more because continuing to grow obviously you need to spend more money uh, typically and you're growing sometimes like you said or All the time potentially brings more stress but if you have the right team and models and systems in place they offset um, some of that stress or or growing pains but yes reinvesting back in your business i do it every day essentially and and obviously you're doing it too to bring extra value to your company to your to your students and on and on and on so kudos to you with that um Nobody can be an overnight success in the real estate game and or maybe your game with stock trading as well. If you had to re- if you had to restart your investing career today, where would you do it and would you do anything different? Okay, so the question
1: is, if I have to restart my investing journey today, where will I do it and what will I do differently? Um, yes. So if I... Uh, do I have money? Do I have the knowledge I have right now?
0: Yeah. You've, you've obviously jumped through everything you've done today. So let's just say the knowledge you have today, go yep. back to the beginning. Would you do the same or what would you do differently if you were to restart today with the knowledge that you've accumulated since you arrived in Canada and your real estate investing? Wow.
1: Well, wow, that's such a broad question. But um our partnership, some partners could be faster, could be slower. And I just take it all as my own ownership. If they're not pulling it, it's my fault as well. Whether it's I don't communicate it correctly, I don't set the right expectation, accountability is my my responsibility. So when I start changing that attitude, I think everything changed. Of course the stress goes up a lot, but I mm-hmm. stop blaming anyone. At the end of the day, it's my fault. I picked the wrong partner, or I, you know, I, I didn't do my due diligence, or maybe they're just too busy, or, or something, or they're not interested anymore. And sometimes, you know, once you change, so once I change my attitude towards everything is my responsibility. nothing's my fault. It's not my fault that I don't know before, but going forward, I want more control of things. And and from all the experience I have, you know, so if I'm gonna start all over again. Um, I'll probably take on more of the control and less of like leaning on, you know, like i said, you know, like leaning on other people to fulfill a lot of their job is my rule to kind of know and, and plan the seats and set their goals for them and know their abilities, whether they're going to hit that or not. Right. And, you know, in terms of investing, I'll say, if I'm going to start investing again, I'll probably, um, go elsewhere outside of GTA, uh, if I have to start now, just because, you know, if the numbers outside of GTA, a lot of people are very afraid of going outside of your backyard, but you know, there are opportunities right. elsewhere that has a better number um, and arguably the risk could be lower just because um, the number is a bit better and you know, the rent could be very similar, but you know, just your purchasing price is a lot lower. Of course, you have to do your due diligence. So I will probably do that. And, but, Everything else, I probably wouldn't do it differently because I I don't know what I don't know back then, and it's it's a journey. It's a journey. A lot of people say, "Cody, like, you hit it at 31, you hit it at 29, whatever." But to me, it's like 29 or 31. When I look back to 10 years, there's really no difference. It just we're trying. There's an ego play in here that we're trying to hit it really quick, right? But I'll rather um, have a strong foundation, and then I don't want. To go backwards so much anymore, right? I want to build a strong foundation. I don't want to build it up and then collapse the entire empire. So I really enjoy that journey a lot more. I take it a lot slower to build a team to make sure I don't grow so fa- fast and, and plow and run into cash flow problem and all that. So if I have to start over, I would say the foundation is, you know, like it's very, very, very uh, important because the real estate has been going up a lot and mask a lot of people's mistakes. Mask a lot of teams' mistake, so um, so i you know I've heard and see things that even with an upward market, like some companies have gone under, and it's because you know every you know when the market go is going up, everyone thinks they're kind of genius, right? Same thing in the stock market. When I have a downturn, that's really testing people, and you know the real estate market kind of slows down a bit. I don't know we're still long term bullish, but this is when we we'll kind of test everyone's system. everyone's, company everyone's strategy and this is when it you know really will flush out and people are don't have a sustain sustainable strategy and system
0: i couldn't agree more man i couldn't agree more when the going gets tough and the market's changing we'll see who survives and that's when you know you've done things right as opposed to yeah when it's easy street anybody can look like a genius right but when uh, uh the the, the, the clouds come over and, you know, now all of a sudden we may be in a little bit of a tight spot. You'll see who did things right or wrong. I I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I always want to be the last one
1: standing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So if yeah. I, you know, what's my takeaway after I start my real estate journey in 2017, right? that That's mm-hmm. kind of like the question. Yes. Um. So, like when I compare real estate, real estate by far make the most amount of millionaires, right? It all started from my grandparents' level, from my parents' level, from my level as well. It makes the most millionaires because real estate is leverage. If you know how to use it well, the return could be three to five times of what the money you put in, and if you do it well. Like Adrian, what you're doing could be infinite return once you refinance all the money. Right. So, you know, it definitely is a game changer. Real estate is a game changer. And, you know, there's different strategy in real estate it could be more passive, some could be more active. The more active you are, you can have a faster growth as well. And when I first started, I was, I literally just buy a bungalow. Right. And of course, we bought it for. Yeah. Five hundred twenty-six thousand dollar in Toronto, and <laughs> today, you know, some developer is knocking on our door. Want to buy for two million? Now, was that wow. lucky, or, or was that part of part of the effort? I mean, I will say we only make the decision at times because we bought around the new uh, LRT system along the Eglinton uh, Eglinton Street in Toronto. Right, so I mean, we we took that whole model from Asia that we have seen. It's like they it took them ten years to build a subway line, and ten years ago, all those houses when they're building it during construction, a lot of people don't want to buy because it's so noisy, so dirty. People don't see the vision, and we bought there, and after that, <laughs> ten years after, like like quadruple, right? So we took that same mentality to Toronto, and that was our first house we bought, and it worked out pretty well, but. Like, I mean, is there some luck factor in it? Definitely, right? The interest rate help, the, the population growth help, but we put all the odds in our favor to achieve that. And I still think today, to date, like until now, real estate is still one of the best way to build wealth, right? And stock option for me is a cash flow play that that you know that fund all my lifestyle, all fund fund all my continued learning, all my, all my business uh, expense and, and all the learning for my personal self as well. So that's how I play in real estate. Just kind of keep growing and growing and growing it. And I, I don't have stress doing that because I know I'm doing it right and it just let you know the mortgage pay down, let the cash flow and, and let the appreciation do its work in the long term.
0: Awesome. Yes. And obviously, you know, I'm a huge advocate of real estate investing and being completely in agreement with everything you just said. So awesome. Um, Getting to our lightning round here. Um, Cody, what is your why? Why do you do what you do? Yeah. Great question. Um, And I actually
1: spent, you know, believe it or not, I actually spent hundreds of dollars sitting down with a different business coach to to explore that why because a lot of people are not very clear on it, even during my my course when I was a younger age, I always thought exploring the why is so cliche it doesn't really work, but now that I gain more experience, the why is very important. so the why for me for my personal self is I want to continue to grow and I have I have some talent in managing a team and coaching. And, and learning new things and turn it into very simple terms. I'm not putting it to waste. So while I'm making money, if I can bring more people along and change their life or their family's life while I'm making money and they make money, to me it's, it's my best way of giving back to the community. And you know, for 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 a uh, deeper deeper inside of me is because. Um, you know, my, my family, you know, seems great. You know, we, we came over to Canada, you know, went through the school. But there's times when, you know, our, our family was struggling financially, even though, you know, my dad is a doctor, is a physician. Seems like, you know, from the outside, everything is fine. But, you know, you know uh, they, they have made uh, a series of investment mistakes and in things they don't know and lost a lot of money. So, you know, even until today, I was struggling with that. So that, that's really my why of, you know, whether you're low-income, high-income, whether you're retired or not retired, but really just learn the money game, right? And I want to preach more of that. Learn the money game. Once you figure out the money game, right, whether it's stock option, whether it's real estate, whether it's building business, whatever, once you figure out the money game, your life is a lot more enjoyable, Right. And that's right. that's why I talk about personal finance, stock option, real estate. It's really no one way. There's easier ways, there's harder ways, right? Everyone's doing things differently and the world's changing so fast. But figure out the money game. That's the game changer for me. And once you can figure out the money game, you have more time and you have more money to give back in your own way if you decide to do that. Right. And this is my way of giving back everything. That I share across a like YouTube. That we're, we're launching a podcast called High Income Earners Fire. It's coming out on Tuesday, you know, I think oh, nice. May, May, when was that? May 24. we've been planning that for five months. And that's gearing nice. towards high income earners. That you know, people like my 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 dad, who's a high income earner, but struggling with finance. And that I, I just have seen so many things that have go the wrong way. And I've seen more things that just from friends that, you know, high income doesn't equal to a good lifestyle with a good, good, you know, like a good living style. It, it doesn't, it's, it, it will not happen until we figure out the money game and learn how to buy your time back and your health back and, you know, everything else that associated with it.
0: Right. Amazing. Amazing. Sure. So that's my long why. <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah. That's my long why for sure. Great advice there, Cody. Great advice. So if you, we're getting to the end here, Cody. Last question. If you could give one parting word of advice to the people listening today, one parting word of advice, what would it be? Yeah. um,
1: So a lot of people listening to this, listening to your podcast, I believe they're already either action takers or people who are on the fence of taking action. Again, for a lot of people, even if I go to conference, a lot of time when I listen to something good, I write it down, but I have a column of to do, what to do immediately. Whether it's for myself, I bring it back to the team, bring it back to my mastermind. I have that to do. For me, that's what makes a huge difference in my life and and building business. Okay, you get all the good information. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do what are you going to do, right? So that's, you know, like the cliche of taking action. And that has been the biggest difference that's made me grow so fast and, you know, like fail fast and keep moving forward is, you know, cliche of taking action. But the easiest thing could be the hardest thing for most people because they can, there's so many things in the world right now that they're bombarded by. But if you, once you write it down, you're going to do it. We plan out the steps and we start doing it hold yourself accountable or join a mastermind with accountability team to start doing it and you will thank yourself one year, five years, 10 years from
0: now. Do it. Take action. Essentially. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, Cody, thank you so much. We're almost at 40 minutes here. Believe it or not, it's flown by some great advice. Obviously the mastermind behind stock trading options. So, for our listeners who want to get into that space and want to potentially come to a mastermind or, or have you train them and coach them, how do our listeners get a hold of you, Cody? Yeah, um, again, uh, um, they can type in
1: Cody Ye and Google. And the first three pages are all occupied by this person that's talking right now or I have a free um, stock option uh, Facebook group where I run Facebook Live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, lots of other videos, and also upcoming, I'm not sure when this podcast will come out, but uh, upcoming on June 23rd, 1 p.m. Eastern time, TD, the TD Bank TD, TD Amitrade TD, asked me to be a guest speaker to talk about stock option investing, how to minimize the risk and investing in stock option. Again, we focus not just on return, but more on preserving capital and then growing it, right? And uh, TD said there will be thousands of people there, more than a thousand people live, and there'll be a live Q&A session of 30 minutes at the end. And I encourage you guys all to sign up. There'll be all over my social media and my Facebook group, so you can't really miss it. It's all totally free, and you guys can ask live Q&A, live questions. They they really draw a lot of things. The core strategy out for free for all of you guys for anyone
0: who wanna learn. Awesome. Awesome. So Cody C-O-D-Y and Ye is spelled Y E H for all the Correct. listeners out there to put that in Google. And then I'm sure, like he Cody said, you can definitely the first three pages are all about Cody. So you'll be they'll be easily to find him, track him down, social media, he's all over. Uh, instagram and whatnot and facebook so awesome awesome well cody thank you so much again for for being a guest on the more to life real estate investing podcast some great advice everybody if you're contemplating on getting into the stock market and options trading cody's your man Uh, obviously a ton a ton of experience there in that space with over 200 students and whatnot yeah, it, it's a no-brainer if you're, if you're looking to get into that space. On that note, Cody, enjoy Belize while you're there. And I'm um, definitely maybe interested in chatting with you when you get back. I mean, it looks like a great place to invest. I'm hearing it's, it's definitely affordable and um, price points. But yeah, maybe I'll pick your brain when you get back on that. Yeah, definitely very happy to share that. And uh, thanks for having me, Adrian. All right. Um, one second.